Welcome to Equipus Church Dunedin. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Will Levy. For more information, check out equipuschurch.com. We're going to get into the message. Thank you, Jason. Thank you, worship team. All good. All right. Great to, uh, I hope, Whitney and Leigh, you guys got a chocolate tonight. For the first person, or the first time, or maybe, have you been here with baby already? No, well, congratulations to you guys. I'm so sorry, I've forgotten your baby's name, but it's so wonderful to have you here tonight. Sorry? Malia. Malia. Beautiful, that's right. I remember now, because I got reminded. So I hope Malia got a chocolate tonight. Very good. You fill out the Get Connected card. It's all good. No, you don't. Just take the chocolate. Congratulations, you guys. You're doing awesome. Um, cool. All right. Um... This, I'm, I'm not sure about this one. I'm not sure about maybe mums or, or dads might be able to relate or maybe young people. But, I mean, how many times do you have to tell someone to do something before they, before they do it? Like, what's the limit here? I, just, I do, am asking for a little bit of a, like, teenagers, you can give me, like, is it once? Heck no, right? Heck no. You've got to tell them at least more than once. Five layers of the youth pastor, she's saying minimum five. Minimum five times. Parents, you're like, okay, you keep going. I don't, we don't have enough fingers. We don't have enough toes. Um, all that sort of stuff. Or, or, or maybe you're a, you're a boss. Maybe, and you've got people who you work with, and you've told them to do something. And, 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 and they come back, and you're like, huh? And you have to tell them again to do something. Like, oh, what? Don't, whoever, is anyone here get frustrated of having to repeat themselves a number of times. Anyone just show me a wave of hand. Do you get frustrated? Okay, what's, like, are, you, are you frustrated after repeating yourself twice? Okay, we pray for patience in Jesus' name. Fruit of the Spirit will be released tonight. You know, maybe we can get up to four or five times or six times, but here's the thing. Jesus, um, need, we need, Jesus needed more people to write more Gospels if we're going to get past the fifth, to the fifth time. And, and why, what I'm saying tonight is in, in every single gospel, we, we're starting a series tonight called Commissioned. Who likes Commissioned? It's there, it's up there. And who's got it? Who got one of their books this morning? So they will help you go through uh, just the, the month's devotions and all that. You'll get one on the way out if you didn't get one. But we're starting this new series called Commissioned. And this is the only, like, there's, there's this, and there's another pop quiz for a, a person who, under the age of 20, and I will personally, oh, sheesh, yeah, okay, okay. I'll, okay, let's see. I was, okay, if someone under the age of 20 can tell me what else is in all four Gospels, what, are, what story is in all four Gospels, I will give you 50 bucks. Five, four, three, two, one. Okay, up to 25. I'll lower it to 30. Five, four, three, two, one. Okay, up to the age of 30. Who knows the, other, the story that's in the Gospels all four times? And I'm leaving it down to five bucks. Over, over 40, you're going to be buying me a coffee soon. The feeding of the 5,000. Did you know that? There we go. The feeding of the 5,000 is in all four Gospels. You get to buy me a coffee now. That's awesome. 
But, you know, in every single gospel, at the end of Jesus' life, it's counted here about, the, and in Matthew chapter 28, it's called the Great Commission. See, we're starting this series on being commissioned by God. Who believes that's a great thing? And, and here's the thing is, it's is okay if you have to get told more than once. It's actually okay if you have to be cold more than two times, three times, four times, five times. Because I, I, even in my own life and some of the, the, the journey that I've been on and walking with God, He has to tell me a number of things a lot of times, right? Anyone else in the same boat this morning, this evening? He's going to tell us a whole lot of things. But in all four Gospels, Jesus has, as the writers have said here, at the end of Jesus' life, Jesus says in verse 18, of Matthew chapter 28, Jesus came and told his disciples, I've been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Mark chapter 16, verse 15 to 16. And then he told them, go into all the world and preach the good news to everyone, anywhere. Um, anyone who believes and is baptized will be saved. But anyone who refuses to believe will be condemned. Luke chapter 24. It was also written that this message would be proclaimed in authority of his name to all the nations being in Jerusalem for the forgiveness of sin and so on. In John chapter 20, verses 21 to 22, it says, And again, he, he, he said, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. At the end of Jesus' life, he'd, he'd spent 30 years or so and 33 years ministering and and training up the disciples and training up the other people that were around him. And his very, very call at the end of his life was, hey, now, now I'm commissioning you to now go and spread this love of that, 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 that there's salvation in Jesus' name. There's the, it was called the good news. The good news is salvation in Jesus' name. Who's heard of this good news in their own life? Throw your, throw your hand up. I'm going to keep you moving because I know it's warm and sticky. But it isn't, who's glad of their salvation? I'm so glad of my salvation. But God's called us, He's commissioned us to, to go and make disciples of all the nations. Who, who, who likes doing that stuff? I don't know about you, but sometimes that's scary. Like, well, how do you start? Where do you start? What are you going to do? How do you make disciples of all the nations and baptizing them? Do you start with baptism? Well, that's a little bit weird. Like, okay, come along to church, and we're just going to put you underwater and pull you back out, and everyone's going to pray for you, and it's going to be awesome. Now, it would be awesome, but where do we start? And we've got to understand that God's commissioned you, and He's called you, and He's graced you. I like the fact that... um. In, in, in the commissioning, the Lord is actually talking about a charge. Who like, who, who's seen movies where the cavalry is, is, is about ready to go and then they go charge and there's that great moment of anticipation and, and there's, there's this confidence and everyone's charging and yelling and yahooing. Anyone done that before? I know my son, who's played paintball before? The horn goes off and everyone just runs out. Gets shot, has to go to the medic, come back. But there's that charge, there's that, there's that confidence. And the same with this commission. When, when Jesus was talking about his, how he's commissioning us, he's actually charging us. In fact, I, I shared this morning about who's been to a wedding and there's been toasts. And people say, charge your glass. 
And, and what it is, it's about putting weight and honor behind the toast. It's about filling something up and going, yes, we toast the bride and the groom, right? Who's been to a wedding where there's been like 400 toasts and you're like, yeah, toast. And you're like, you get a little bit bored of it. You get a bit tired of it. Someone's the speeches have gone on too long. Anyone been to one of those? Yeah, anyway. But that's that whole concept about being commissioned is about charging. It's about putting honor. It's about putting weight in behind something. You know, in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 9 to 10 in the Passion Translation, it says, We are co-workers with God. God's charging us to work together with Him. That's why it's called the Great Commission. We're not just out there together on a mission. We're out there together with God on a mission. And He's charging us. He's putting weight behind us. And He's, and he's for us. Who, who knows that when, when you break the law, you get charged with something. Again, there's an authority of the law of the land. It's the same concept where we've been commissioned to do something. There's an authority being placed behind us. So are we good? Are we getting that? The old Holy Spirit has charged you. When you gave your heart to Jesus, when you opened up your life, when you, when you asked for that salvation, when you acknowledged Jesus dying on the cross for your sin and for my sin, He came in and He released the Holy Spirit and He gave you a charge. He, he anointed you. He called you. I like it when it goes on. And there's another scripture in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 4 to 7. And it says this, There are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same Spirit is the source of them all. There are different kinds of service, but we, are the, we, are, we serve the same Lord. God works in different ways, but it's the same God who does the work in all of us. A spiritual gift, a spiritual charge, a commission, a mission is given to each of us so we can help each other. Isn't that awesome how God's anointed and charged you, not for yourself. He's anointed and called you and charged you to help each other. Don't, don't you hate it when you lose something? And, and I'm in the world where I've got three teenagers right now. And do you know how often we have to reset passwords? Anyone lost a password before? I was like, and, you know, we were actually on holiday and, and one of our children forgot their PIN number for their phone. Who, who's forgotten their PIN number for their phone before? And it, like, or it, dem, it immobilizes it for a minute. Then it immobilizes it. You put in the wrong PIN number again, it immobilizes it for 15 minutes. Anyone been here? Any, uh, we went through a period of putting in these PIN numbers and we had to wait till the next day so that we could put it in. But the, praise the Lord, the Lord reminded us of that PIN number, and we were able to get back into the phone. Don't you hate it when something's missing? And it's like this when it comes to church. It's like this when it comes to the body of Christ. All of us have been charged with something, but don't be the thing that's missing. Don't be the thing that's not working. Don't be the thing that's not there. I shared this morning as about as, as I, I've got a socket set, and sometimes I let my kids use it, and you go to use something, and, and one of those sockets is missing. And it's generally the one you really need to use. We talked about also, and a lot of people got excited this morning about how um, when, it, when the scissors are missing. 
It was it created a lot of angst and pain, but don't worry, we prayed through it, and there was a lot of deliverance by the end of the service. But there's, there's nothing worse than having something missing. And it's the same in the body of Christ. God has commissioned us. He's called us and He's appointed us. And I want to encourage you tonight, if you didn't listen to this morning's message, go and listen to it. It's similar, but it's a little bit more pulled out. But I encourage you, you've been charged. There's a confidence that God has in you and your life. He's, he's called you. The Lord has called you and He's charged you. He's put honor and weight and His anointing and His power into your life. You know, there's this, there's this scripture in um, Matthew chapter 18. And in Matthew chapter 18, there's this, I'll just read it. About this time, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Now, God hasn't called you to be the greatest. God's called you to be the greatest with Him. It's not about being the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. It's about going on a commission with Christ. And Jesus called, Jesus' answers. Jesus called a little child to Him and put the child among them. Then He said, I tell you the truth, unless you turn from your sins and become like little children, you will never get into the kingdom of heaven. So anyone who becomes as humble as a little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Tonight, I want to I just share a couple of thoughts and about, about, the, about being childlike. We, you might have heard the phrase, having childlike faith. But Jesus is talking here, it's about being like a child. See, children are awesome. Yeah, children are fearless. Children will do anything, Right? If, if they're young enough and, and they've got enough encouragement. See, see I've, got a, I've got something I want to show you tonight. And it's a real live illustration of, of the power of encouragement. The power of God's anointing working in your life. Let's, let's, if I'll move this one so you make sure you can see it. Okay, pause it, pause it there, pause it. Isn't that good? Just pause, pause, pause. There we go. We'll come back, we'll come back. Anticipation's there. See, wasn't that cool how there, how there was this little child? I had permission to play this. And they were all the children were playing together and just having a bit of an adventure and doing stuff they've never really done before, but... When it was Harper's turn to jump up high, I think he's three, three years of age right there. And it was a, it was a weekend where Desiree was away and I was, uh, I was looking after the children. And so obviously we had a whole lot of mattresses down on the ground and all that sort of stuff. But the point I'm trying to get across to you tonight is, did you hear the chanting in the background? Harps, 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 harps. See, that's what God's like. It's like, and, and having childlike faith is just saying, hey, come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on, be commissioned. Come on, let's, let's, let's reach the world for Jesus together. All right, well, can we go back to it? Because I don't want to leave people in suspense. Okay, so 
you have ever had a nervous laugh? Professional videography. <laughs> and she jumps. And now it's Ollie's turn. He's up there. That's all right. And we're going to pause it there. Because um, that was a moment that Desiree might have got a little upset with me. <laughs> Ollie didn't get hurt that much. <laughs> but see... <laughs> I just wanted to share that clip because, I, one, I love that clip. I love the clip of just that childlike faith, that just no fear, that, that, that moment of just like, oh, this is fun. And could you hear the nervous laughter? Could you? <laughs> oh, she does it better than me. But um, have, you, have you ever had a nervous laughter with God? And he's like, oh, I'm calling you to do this. I'm calling you to go and do this. But, he's, but then you're like, <laughs> really? But then the Holy Spirit again, he's just saying, come on, come on, come on. You can do it. You can do it. You can do it. You can do it. And then finally he got to a point where Harper jumped off. And, and then if we play that second video, that would be awesome. Here we go. Here oh, you lonely boy. There we go. And literally, job done for the rest of the afternoon. All Harper did was climb up the bookcase and jump off again. Climb up the bookcase and jump off again. Climb up the bookcase and jump off again. Have you, have you ever looked back on going, man, why did I take so long? You know, always the first time stepping out. Always those first challenges. There's that nervous laughter. Music team, you guys can jump up, please. There's always that, there's always that nervousness. There's that, but the Holy Spirit wants to come alongside you and just go, "Come on, you can do it." And um, there's another person in the Bible that I just want to draw out again tonight is in, is the book, the life of Moses. And Moses was called by God. He was, he was, without a doubt, he had a call on his life from a young baby to later on in life. Amazing what he did with his life. But there was a time, there was moments where in, in Moses' life where he got scared. In fact, he did something horribly wrong that created fear in his life. And so essentially he just ran to the furthest part of the desert as far away as he could run. And it says this one day while Moses was tending the flocks of his father-in-law Jephro, the priest of Midian, he led the flocks far into the wilderness and came to Sinai, the mountain of God. There the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a blazing fire from the middle of the bush. Moses stared in amazement. Through the bush, though the bush was engulfed in flames, it didn't burn up. This is amazing, Moses said to himself. Why isn't the bush burning up? I must go and see it. When the Lord saw Moses coming to take a closer look, God called to him from the middle of the bush, Moses, Moses. He says, here I am, Moses replied. He says, do not come any closer, the Lord warned. Take off your sandals for you are standing on holy ground. I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. When Moses heard this, he covered his face because he was afraid to look at God. Then, he, then the Lord told him, 
I have certainly seen. Just a moment when, a moment of an encounter of someone's life where God calls them from the back of the desert. And often, sometimes we will go through life and we'll get a bit of experience or have some issues. We'll go through challenges. We'll go through different trials and we'll start living in the desert. We'll start sort of shrinking back a little bit. And you know, once we were out here and passionate and serving God on fire, whatever you want to call it. And, but because of one thing after another, we slowly just find ourselves living in the desert. But God, tonight I really believe at the start of this, start of this series, God wants to call your name again. And He wants to call your name and to be of that childlike faith. He's like going, Moses, 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 Moses. He's like saying, harps, 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 harps. He's like, would we, would we have the courage enough? Because there is this great commission. There's this commission with God. He's charged you and He's anointed and He's called you. He's like looking up on the bookshelf. He's like going, come on, you can do it. Go, 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 go. But He'll never force you into anything. So he knew that Moses needed something to get his attention again. Because the very thing that Moses was running from was, was, was fear. And so the, the one thing that I know that burns up fear is fire. When you get into the fire of God, when you get into His presence, He'll burn up fear. And so the Lord sent this burning bush. Moses stared in amazement. And then he says, I must go and see. Come on, tonight, could I remind you? Could I remind you to stare in amazement? Can I just remind you to stare in amazement? Stare in, the ma in amazement of Jesus. Could you even remember tonight that moment where, where you knew you needed Jesus? And you opened your heart and you gave your life to Jesus and, and you love Him and you want to serve Him. But just because of just different stuff, that, that amazement is slowly and slowly and slowly just burning out a little bit and you're feeling like you're living in the, in the desert. On tonight, He just wants to call your name. Harps, harps, harps. Moses, 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 Moses. Come on, could you put your name in that sentence? And Moses stared in amazement. But the next thing that Moses did is he, he made a decision in his heart which says, I must go and take a closer look. As, as we start this series of being commissioned by God, the first thing that we've got to get in our heart is just going and taking a closer look at God again. Standing in His awe, standing in His reverence, standing in His presence, knowing that you've got that childlike faith. Jesus, I love you. Heart abandoned, not caring about anything, not, not letting fear or intimidation 
or disappointment or hurt or failure, many things putting, pushing us to the back of the desert. But maybe tonight, maybe tonight you could hear your name, hear God calling your name. And you could come and, and come a little bit closer and just come. I must go and see. I must go and stand in His presence. 2023, the beginning of the year. I really believe that God's going to do amazing things this year. I don't know what it's going to be. But if we can bring all the churches together to come and pray in the city center on a Thursday night, it's going to be a good year. It's going to be a year where Christians are hungry, must go and see a little bit closer. But it starts with you. It starts with me. It starts with, I must go and see God. I must go and see the presence of God. Come on tonight, as, why don't we stand to our feet as we, as we finish, as we pray. Thank you for listening to this message recorded live at Equipus Church Dunedin. We pray that it blessed you. For more information, please check out equipuschurch.com.